On this episode of Behind the Meat Curtains, we talk to the former GM of a strip club about quitting. We talk to Georgia and Leia about dressing room antics, and we hear stories about getting a period while dancing. Those and many other stories, including stories about strip club regulation. So sit back and line up your bills on the bar. It's time for another episode of Behind the Meat Curtains. Well, welcome to Behind the Meat Curtains. I'm Kat. That's Brad. I'm Amanda. And here's another episode of Behind the Meat Curtain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today we have, we don't have any, um, what do you call it, origin stories or something like that, because we have an all-star cast today. Everybody's been on, everybody's been on the show before. Um, but let's go ahead and introduce ourselves so everybody knows what voice goes with who and uh, what you do at the club, or did, as the case may be. Wait, I'm Leah, and I'm a dancer. Uh, I'm Patterson, and now I'm just some guy. Sub subway manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what would the footlong be with inflation now? Like a fifty dollar footlong? <laughs> I think I need to reassess my prices. They're not making the footlongs more expensive; they're just making them shorter. I'm Georgia, and I'm a dancer. And I'm just some guy too. <laughs> um. All right, so uh, do you want to start with, quote-unquote, the story, or do we want to like just kind of go with random stories? Well, I think right now we could just dive right into it um, and go with Patterson, who used to be our, our GM. Well, he was a bouncer, then a GM. Yeah. Um, but if you're, if you're listening to the show, you heard him when he was yes. a GM. Yes. Um, so he left us not too long ago, or has it, how long has it been? I don't know. What, what does time mean? It's an abstraction at best, right? <laughs> I saved my money. I haven't been working, so seriously, like, what day is it? <laughs> it is Monday. I didn't stop working. I know what day Monday is. Oh, somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we could go, we could start with, why did you leave? But that's pretty broad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the ultimate punchline for that is probably less relevant to this podcast specifically and more to just the the foolishness on my part of accepting a salaried position in a customer service business during a hiring crisis uh that was that was silly but um but it is a uniquely i think emotionally exhausting industry in a lot of ways and just being in that environment 70 to 80 hours a week 6 7 hours or 6 7 days a week you know eh. It's different. I've I've worked that much before, but never those those nighttime hours. Never in that kind of like loud, chaotic. The lighting, the customers, every every part of it can can definitely wear you down. People underestimate. I mean, we talked about this a little on the episode that I edited today. Um, people underestimate the mental strain and how much that can make you tired. Like, Absolutely, and just trying to be aware. Like, I really did try really hard to be aware of what was going on in the club with all the dancers. It's not a huge club, comparatively, I think, now. I know. But uh, just being aware of what the staff needed, what dancers needed, trying my best. Yeah, I'm going to be, like, tuned in the whole time. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. There was no, like, like I, couldn't, I couldn't go really just chill. I guess I could have, but I, I couldn't have. You were a good manager. Ah, you were. <laughs> yeah, we missed you. So I'm definitely. I will never say that I was a good 
manager. I put that in air quotes because I'm really bad at a lot of paperwork related <laughs> shit. I always have been. I'm neurodivergent as fuck. I'm ADD. And I think that environment attracts a lot of other neurodivergent people. Like how many, how many people in that joint have ADD or like, you know, some sort of Why issue. Don't die, please. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. You were called, I had a dispute with the owner and he, and because we had a new manager who was just Billy Bob. Was oh it, yeah. And he God. was like, Oh, I, Oh my, he was, he, he was fabulous. But, um, yeah, you were called, oh, you're precious Patterson. I'm like, <laughs> just because we thought he was a good manager doesn't mean he's precious. <laughs> like, it was so weird. Well, I mean, from an outside perspective, an undisputably good manager. I mean, seriously, there's, it, it was crazy to me when I found out that you didn't work I, I mean, I did, and this is, again, this isn't really even relevant to this podcast. This is just me personally. I felt like I did excel at that position, it made more sense intuitively to me than a lot of things I've done in my life. But it's because everything was so immediate. All the problems were so immediate. It's like there's a dude with a knife, you know? <laughs> Got to do something about that now. There's no room for my brain to wander away and get bored. Like, oh, I guess I should file that fucking thing, Jesus. Like, it was like, you know, every, every day was uh, far more interesting. I say interesting. I don't, I don't say good. I don't think it was a good job. It was an interesting job, but that's worth a lot to me. You know, it, it was never boring. Is there anything that you miss? Um, right, I need to lean in a little bit. Uh, I mean, not part. I miss, you know, no, that's a lie. I miss, the, the thing I miss is at the end of the night when we locked the doors and the staff is counting money. The dancers are in the back counting their money. And there was always this kind of great cathartic, like story time. Best part of the night. Where rights. everyone's sitting around. <laughs> That's always my favorite. You know, thing. taking so you go to the locker room at the end and everybody yeah. like tells all the stuff that happened. All Put a secret recorder in the locker room sometime <laughs> because the shit we talk about oh, is probably wild. worse than locker room talk and also like construction That's job site like, talk. Uh, That's need to do a show. Well, I mean, this is what started this I podcast. I love a VH1, right here. like we an would... old school, like Flavor of Love style VH1. They have um, one. It's like based in uh, London, I think. I saw it on some weird. I want it to be like it's the like office a... style, you know, where people can go. I want to have a confessional booth so I can well, just we can like. Maybe make this happen. But so this is why this podcast exists is right there. After work, those conversations. And we're like. We knew, it was a book. Cat Forever was like, I'm going to write a book behind the meat curtains. It's going to be a book about this. And then he, podcast started happening because we're old as fuck now. <laughs> and we're like, dude, we should do this. should be a podcast. We're yeah, talking about you could solve so many of your problems. You start that show. And then you just add a feature where each month we all get to vote someone off. <laughs> yes. We could problem solve so many issues. If this was a reality show and there was a con- I, if this was a reality show and there was a confession booth, it would be oops all confession booth. <laughs> that would be I I wanted to do, I wanted to do dressing room confessions as like a spin-off to this podcast. Like dressing room confessions would be great because like there's so many things that the bar side sees and there's so many things that the dressing room sees that we don't, which that was actually a thing that um, really like having come in so quickly from outside the industry uh, from, but 
from other bars, events, nightlife kind of shit that was very tangential. Uh, the the divide, kind of the, the the dressing room versus the the bar, you know, the staff versus the dancers, sort of a thing. Uh, there's so many legitimate, like, there's so many legitimate reasons why there is a rift there. And there's also so many completely bullshit, childish. <laughs> like it's like everyone is right and everyone is wrong at the same time. It's it's kind of like every job that I've ever worked at, where you have the day yeah. shift and the night shift, or like and front the day of house, shift is full of shit, the night shift is full. It's like who the yeah. fuck opened, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. no, it was yeah, me. Like front Oops. Of house, back <laughs> of house at a restaurant, you know, uh, very much like that. But uh, I tried to stay out of the locker room at the end of the night as much as possible because y'all are fucking wild. Yeah, it's scary over ah. there. <laughs> a lot of a lot of egos, a lot of attitudes. I love it. It's gotten wild shit. I'm, here. I'm always the one eavesdropping. I'm somebody's telling some great story in the back. I'm like, what? <laughs> I am great. I am great at being an all-seeing, all-knowing. Um, like my ears are always open and not necessarily fully being involved in everything. But I, it, you can hear some shit go down. I know way too much about people that I should not. <laughs> If only there was a venue for you to vent some of those stories. <laughs> I mean, there's to, to some extent, there are things that, like, and this recently happened where some a customer told me some things about another um, entertainer, and I was like, I need to make sure she knows because this stuff cannot be repeated. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a bad thing necessarily, but it was deeply, deeply personal. And I was like, you, I, you need to know. Like, I want you to know so that if you hear it from someone else it wasn't me because i was i was kind of shocked about that but that shit happens all the time but everybody loves to tell everybody everything but they call it it's like it's the chicken coop it's the chicken coop in the back because they're all and this isn't this is definitely not <laughs> this isn't conducive to like a healthy work environment is the fact that we get stuck back there for 30 to 45 minutes and sometimes it's been an hour and a half yeah. and we are it's summers are really bad i feel like you guys are, there is it's times brutal. where there's like 30 girls in this tiny little fucking room locked in a room we're that all you were people you were actively competing with we yeah. haven't eaten all <laughs> they're shift. all drunk and pissed drunk <laughs> haven't eaten like and then pe some people are counting money and it gets catty and then like the shower situation like i don't know how many bitches so decided to take a 45 minute shower is there really yeah it's up on the mirror did you hear what she was doing now the, the, the singer in the shower. No, now because she's, like, lost some shower privileges, she's been on, like, the table in the back in front of the mirror where you guys put all your stuff, and she's shaving her, her hoo-ha. Oh, if like, I see oh, that shit, I'm stopping the table. it. She's I'm, shaving her legs and shaving I her... respect, honestly. Like, I get what people thought that was annoying, but honestly, people were so goddamn dramatic about singing the shower that I, I love that she just leaned into it and was really petty about it that felt like the move the singing doesn't bother so me but honestly well, pubic now hair near my herself. food does yeah like people eat on my counter yeah yeah oh you've missed it I've you know my like freakouts I get every once in a while. Yeah, like the, the the monthly meltdown. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the last one was on her. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was great. Oh, man, we, we need to have a new uh, segment on the show oh, called yeah. monthly who, meltdown. Who gets Mandy's monthly meltdown? <laughs> yep. It always that. I know. Like that's how you're such a good manager. He like literally knew my periods. I would just I wouldn't have to tell him anymore. I'm like, I'm sorry. He's like, yep. I'm like, I know. The worst part oh, is God. how many of us sing together. Walk in the building and together. be like, a great disturbance. <laughs> That is like it's like, like a a week and a half like, of just hell. Fucking Amanda. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> oh yeah, when every no, when everybody's like, oh, I started my period. It's I'm like, oh, coming. it's coming. <laughs> We're all like sync now. God. Yeah, if anyone out there is thinking of getting involved in as a a a, a male uh, getting involved in the industry as staff. Just ask yourself if you truly, truly want to be surrounded by women who are objectively attractive and it is part of your obligation to yourself and your sanity to be aware of when they're on their periods. Because uh, it will have a direct correlation in your working experience. You know? like it, it will affect the way your night goes. You, here's a story. And this, this is a story that I, you were working that night. When I got my period on while doing a dance on a customer, and I'm hobbling out of the lap dance area, and it's all down my legs, oh like my the God. heaviest flow you've ever seen in your life. And I was just like, and I've been dancing for a long time, so it, it never happened to me like that extent. And I was like, what do I do? I like forgot what I was like, and I literally just like hopped in the shower and was like, I think I should go home now. I think I should leave. And he wanted to get more dances, but I couldn't do it. I'm barefoot, just like standing outside the lab dancer, like, um. So did he notice? Like, what happened? I don't think the guy noticed because he wanted to buy another one for me. It's really dark back there. But once I realized what was going on, it was when I started walking away that it just like was everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God. I hope I didn't get it on him. I didn't get on a chair. I was like, I've, this has never happened to me. And I'm. You know, thank God we're getting new carpets. One of the dancers sold a customer her tampon in a bag. Yes, that is true. Eight hundred bucks. So I'm just saying, like, might as well ask, right? So in in your guys, (laughs) we could do that too. (laughs) In your guys' unique job and that unique problem, um, do you think that you have to pay a lot more attention to when that's going to happen? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that part of the reason I asked, asked that question is what happened? Were you early or you just, you lost track? No, I just, you know, um, as I told a previous manager one time when I was trying to go home, I have a wide set vagina and heavy flow and I cannot help it. And sometimes <laughs> it just happens. Like in your, when you're like, a Mean Girls reference? It is a Mean Girls reference. <laughs> and this manager did not get it. And I was like, no, dude, like, I mean, I'm being somewhat serious on this but like i'm making a joke but also i am bleeding like i am like profusely bleeding like it is a (laughs) but you know i think when you when you're also working and it's a busy night like you don't always have the opportunity to go to the bathroom like it it might ruin a sale and if what are you gonna do hold your pee for two like an hour and a half or are you gonna make a thousand dollars i guess some of this just comes from the ignorance of not being a female. But can you, like, have a, just a preemptive tampon? Like, yes, but it's not good for your vagina to yeah, do that. Gotcha. Yeah, you don't want to just, like, use tampons all the time. Yeah, yeah I, I just thinking, like, if you're on the clock, like, oh, oh you know what, this is about the day. I probably better. No. It's days. It's within days. It could be that day. It could be, like, three days before or that I was, exact I day or five problems. days I was, later. I was, like, like, cramps for, like, an entire day before I actually oh, saw yeah. my So I always know, like. I know it's coming, it's but I don't. Like a spider like sense? I will say this though, I haven't. Oh, more like a stabbing pain. <laughs> <laughs> sense that disables you. Like a knife in my I've uterus. never, I've uh. never gotten it at work. Like it usually happens before I get to work. But I, when I was just in Phoenix, I got it. I went through four outfits 
in a matter of an hour and a half and I had to be walked out into the parking lot in my heels and my outfit to go get more tampons from my car. It was the most embarrassing thing and as a tra I was traveling too so I'm like getting this warm welcome and like the tour of the club and they're like letting me come in on night shift and I'm like getting all these special privileges and then I'm just like in the bathroom trying to change outfits and taking baby wipes with me and this club doesn't have a bathroom in their dressing room so I can't just be like doing oh, all these things like I'm having to walk wow. through a host of customers and praying oh, like I'm horrible. and you have to do multiple stages so it happened on the first stage I had another one and oh, another one to do yeah so I'm like trying to Whoa. keep my legs closed but be sexy oh and I was God. like and then I was like hey I really need to go to my car and they're like yeah okay and instead of making me get dressed they walking me out and this is a premier gentleman's club big fucking parking lot like I, and I'm just wa being walked out it was wow. quite I mean, the experience. Like, that sounds like a nightmare, honestly. Honestly, it was. Why did they not have tampons there for the they ladies? Didn't, there was like no break, house mom. Like a glass, I mean, break in case of emergency. Like, and stars, I feel like we're a small enough group, and people know each other well enough, that it's like, I would never happen, right? Because you would just ask someone would have a tampon, right? But I feel like you're travel dancing. You don't know anybody. Like We had already caused such a rift with the other girls that everybody oh, fucking shit. hated us we walked yeah, in we and we yeah. yeah and we definitely got a lot of special privileges by being like and so i was like nobody here is gonna help me out i am completely on my own with this and i'm just like <laughs> it's just such a shit show and i was like of course i've always wondered about that because it's i mean i wear fishnets and like a thong while I work and when I am on my period I am extremely uncomfortable and every time I have to reach over to get a beer I'm like oh my god can you see my tampon string like and I think about you guys every so time we, I'm just like how the fuck do they even we cut do them this? off that's what we do yeah I did yeah I, I shove it up but yeah off. I feel like there are I some girls will just try to tuck them up I wouldn't be comfortable with that because I feel like you could you're just not necessarily gonna say I don't know and yeah. it glows but I always <laughs> cut it off yeah you just cut the string off ahead of time or you yeah. can wear a cup too that works I heard about the cup I know girls that I know a girl that wears a cup, um, even when she's not on her period, just because there's other stuff that... Oh, I would yeah, never. another thing, too. I, I mean, every girl has those occasional things, like... Well, discharge is normal. Let's yeah. not, like, beat around the bush here. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally. Customers love that shit. You know, honestly, the stinkier and, and the like wetter your panties are, the better. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, really? Just, is that a I'm, thing? Yes. Yeah. I'm super turned on by this sweatpants. Yeah, that's their favorite one. They're like, oh, you're so wet. And you're like, no. Oh, yeah, actually, just my is. normal cycle oh, here. Oh, my God. I love this conversation. <laughs> so, so I've been working for that, that company, Pole Position. I went on my first thing um in portland to like you know spread the war and start getting accounts there and jake and i went out one night to club rouge and my friend got us a lap dance and it's very 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 naughty there not very naughty but naughty enough rouge is tame huh rouge is tame oh <laughs> not that night um <laughs> at least for me but i'm used to like at the club that we work at but we we went out and I was wearing black leggings and then we, we got like three lap dances and, even, and we were having fun. And then he was so excited that he bought three more lap dances. <laughs> and then when we <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've worked, yeah. For yeah, the audience, yeah, was, he is oh, a My boyfriend's boyfriend. sitting in the corner right now. Um, yeah, so we went, yeah, so we did that. And when we got back to the room, he's like, What is that on your pants? And I looked down, and there's like a pussy stamp and a snail trail. And 
I was like, oh my God, we need to burn these. He's like, we need to put them on the fridge. (laughs) 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 It was, so that was my uh, snail trail discharge story. Um, There it is. (laughs) Go on. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was something more more classy uh, so, discharge during a <laughs> I want to discharge no, during. Uh, that's actually a great segue into probably my my second favorite just kidding uh, worst thing ever memory from working in the club is a game I called why is it wet <laughs> it's really dark it's really loud you know you got to clean stuff up whatever you touch something Whatever it is, maybe it's the floor, maybe it's a couch, maybe it's a uh, fucking towel, who knows. Uh, but it's wet. <laughs> Spin the wheel! Ask yourself why. <laughs> what, is, what is this? And I know that the child in any listener's brain is going to assume, like, it's calm. No, no, it's not. We have security. It's not. Well, uh, actually, sometimes it is. But, well, all right. Um, the, I'm glad I don't work there. Anymore. I- <laughs> no, that... Uh, I heard about the come in the bathroom stories. So that was on one of our recent come episodes. In the well, just the boxers. They find oh, coming, constant. Yeah, yeah. coming. No, that underwear. was really regular. You find you find dudes boxers in the bathroom trash cans. Well, because the they they come in their pants during yeah. a dance and then they get embarrassed. So unless and sometimes they throw away their boxers and then sometimes they leave immediately. And sometimes they hang out. Sometimes in it. they don't. Yeah. You always know whenever you see a guy come right out of the dance room, straight and walk out, out the door, and leave. You're like, the, oh. Or go straight, or straight to the bathroom. Straight to the bathroom. The straight oh, yeah. to the bathroom and was always like very conspicuous. Like, speed, yeah. You know. This yeah. this also happened in Phoenix. I. Thirty minutes. I'm on the floor. I just got. I didn't even have to audition at this club. They warm welcomed me in. I ended up knowing some staff members that previously worked in Portland, and I go to do a floor dance. And um, they're $10 there, and I'm dancing. And, you know, you do have to get a little bit more involved in other er- like other states are more full contact. Okay. Um, and all of a sudden, he's like, I'm good. I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was hot and warm. <laughs> and I got up, and I touched my butt cheek, and um, it was cum. And I had to proceed to go into the manager's office where it was shift change. So the new DJ, the night DJ, and the night manager all coming on. And I had to be like, hey, so you just hired me. You don't know me at all. But this guy just came on my butt cheek. Um, And this guy, (laughs) the manager proceeded to pull out the largest container of rubbing alcohol I've ever seen in my life. Costco version. Costco version. And then he's like, we'll get you cleaned up. And he's like, and then everybody was like, oh man, you must give a really good lap dance. And I was like, I am so sorry to bother you. But, and he was like, this is really uncommon. And they kicked him out right away. But I also felt embarrassed. Like that's the thing about travel dancing is you don't have the same relationships you build. Like when you work in the same club, especially smaller clubs. And these are big ones. Um, and it's just like, I am your problem child now. Will you accept me? Like, I, you know, and I'm here to make money. So, like, I'm going to try and do my best. But it's. How you, long did you work there? Um, so, I worked there for a week. So, and then I will be going back tomorrow. And I will be working Super Bowl. And the Waste Management Open is going to be in the Phoenix area. So, they're expecting 100,000 people every day for the Waste Management Golf Tournament. 
and about 300,000 people for the Super Bowl. So it is going to be one of the biggest. It's like the biggest stripper event is to go work the Super Bowl yeah. wherever it's being I've held. Actually, I've actually oh, really? This is the thing. I think yeah. it's just, there's yeah, several, I was picking her like brain about all the clubs there. Here, like, <laughs> yeah, like, so like. Like Mardi Gras in New Orleans uh-huh. is another big one. Uh, the events where men are drinking, mostly male-dominated events, um, where old guys with money will come through. And well, and it's going to be post-celebration for somebody. Absolutely. And like when I was there the previous week was the Barrett Jackson car auction, which these dudes are going to sell $100,000 cars at like they have money and they're from places in the Midwest. Mostly like a lot of the guys that I talked to were from like South Dakota and Illinois and Missouri. And I'm not to a Midwest sevens, like an LA three or four. So like, what they're used to are truck stop strip clubs. Like I, not all of them are like that, but most of the Midwest is, from what I've gathered. Um, so Next yeah, they on the stage we've got mud flap. Yeah, they come, they come <laughs> out. They when they come out to these areas too, they're without their wives. Like they're ready to throw down. They want to gamble. Year too, like for dancing in the south, because like here we have such a lull during the winter because we don't have a lot of winter tourism. Right, it's, it's snowbirds here, but like. Arizona, you know, it's nice yeah. in the winter. That's a big tourism time. For totally. Them. Where do you find out about these events? Like, where do you get your guys' resources from? Um, I mean, there's a couple. There's the Dancer's Resource app, which is nice. Um, there's also... Which um, pole position just got in business with them. Um, so, Stripper Web <laughs> used to be my favorite one, but it is gone now. It was uh, an old school forum site. Um, it hadn't really been used in the last couple years, but it had really valuable information. But some clubs, some of the bigger ones, like the ones in New Orleans, will post events that are going on in conventions. Same with like Las Vegas and stuff. Um, so, you can kind of be clued in, but everybody kind of knows the Super Bowl is a... is. Wherever the Super Bowl is being held, there's going to be a party. Have you yeah. worked at Super Bowl? Um, nowhere where that would be a thing, no. It is usually you have to travel for. Yeah, like, is, yeah. Uh, I have a question about the traveling dancing. So I know like in Vegas, you have to have permits, right, to dance there. Is there any other places yeah, you guys have encountered? Yeah, it depends on the county. Okay. So there's different, different places. And Vegas is one of the more expensive ones, right? A lot of the time they're not. Like in Arizona, you do have to have a permit. Oh, really? Um, okay. What are the qualifications to get one? How do you do that? And it's not hard. You just go into like, I don't know. It's City Hall in yeah. Phoenix. And they take it. You get a little ID thing. It's actually very funny. You get a little exotic dancer ID. Oh my there you God, go. She has one right here. Let me I don't know this. if I still have mine. Oh, but. that is great. Um, it's so it like the like Phoenix area is really cheap. Oh entertainer. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a. Yeah. There's one. I forgot what state it was where you have to wear it on your arm at all times, and it has like personal. It has personal information. On Most it. places like you don't necessarily have to wear it on your person, but you need to have it in your purse at all times because if they do a club raid and you don't have it you will be arrested um and like every city every county every state has different rules and regulations so like in texas i think it was the dallas area if you take your heels off during a lap dance that's considered prostitution yeah so like it's like and you have to like the rules like i printed out all the rules for the phoenix area and read over them and it's like very very specific what you can and cannot do so do you take a test for that no but they're just basically like, don't do it. And if we catch you doing it, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting but to me that like, the, the reason. They just, they just, they just, they just, 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 just cut you. They have a record of 
Yeah. yeah. They the real only real reason they do the licensing is they run a background check on you to see if you've been arrested for prostitution or drug charges. Some states go more like beyond so like Las Vegas at least you have to go to the police station you have to get fingerprinted and they take mugshots of you essentially and they run you through the FBI database and then if you've lived in a bunch of areas they question you for like sometimes up to an hour mine was really easy when I went but my friend had lived in a lot of different places and traveled internationally a lot and so they like that raises a red flag for them I wonder if it has something to do also with trying to get or like human trafficking it is it it, does it's preventative but it also covers their ass so they're not you know having a lot of so if you're a club you have to have i don't know why that would be called regulated strippers you have to have people with their permit on them right yeah because like oregon doesn't have anything so that that was going to be my next question is what is your guys' perspective That's the end of part one. Our theme music is by Tribe of Noise. You can find them at www.tribeofnoise.com. Thanks to our host, Backside Cakes. You can find them at 740 Northeast 3rd Street, Suite 6, Bend, Oregon, 97701. Stop in sometime. You might see us recording. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a positive rating. We are a new podcast and would really appreciate the support. And you can find us at www.behindthemeatcurtains.com or write us at info at behindthemeatcurtains.com.